Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals, your weekly dive into all things Nintendo and friendship. Tonight, we're talking our reaction to the Game Awards and other end-of-the-year Nintendo news items. Plus, each of us is going to be drafting a team for dodgeball and then using AI technology determining who would win in the game. Micah, are you ready to jump on in to this episode? Yep. Greetings, fellow Nintendo Pals. My name is Andros, and I am one of the Nintendo Pals. And uh, I'm joined by my fellow Nintendo Pal, Micah. And <clears throat> we just got done visiting in person, streaming our escape box challenges for those watching the video version. The box is in view right here. It's so huge. <laughs> Couldn't get it out of camera. Uh, but... I had some joke about how we're such good friends that we share sicknesses because we're both sick. But hey, my brain isn't functioning at a high enough level to make a sophisticated joke about that. I'm just going to say it. We're both sick. Because yeah, you're too busy getting people sick. <clears throat> Was it me? Was it me? Yes. Mm. I think it was my son. Or your child. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was sick and hard not to get sick children running around in the same house as you because they touch everything there's sneezing and they never wash their hands wiping their nose on things and just like you know plus micah and i are tall guys and we just apparently to children look like jungle gyms <laughs> so so they want to just climb all over you and and jump and smack you and just you know, just kid stuff <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> but besides being sick, how are you doing? Pretty good. How how was your travels back from visiting here? Not too bad. I got. I mean, I forgot to check in like for seven hours for my flight. But on the the first leg, I got. I'm pretty confident the last aisle seat. Oh. Well. For the second leg, I got one of the last like five aisle seats, so it all worked out perfectly. Anyways, you really nice. need to check in on time. Well, <clears throat> you might have not checked in on time, but you know what? Everybody out there can do. They can leave us a five star review right now over <laughs> on right Apple, on time, uh, right on time. <laughs> Apple Podchaser, Spotify, and Audible. I'll let you leave five star reviews. It helps our show out. Helps us get seen by more people. Um, I've seen criticism out there for not getting into the content fast enough, and you've got somewhere to be too, right? So, I, hey, sorry for all this small talk, y'all. Let's just jump on in to the episode, right? That was, that criticism wasn't directed at us specifically. It's just podcasts in general. They don't want to hear about me and you. They want to hear about Nintendo. <laughs> so, Micah, what do you say we jump into the first segment of our show? Let's talk... <coughs> 
<laughs> what you playing? Um, my God, what what have you been playing lately? Uh, mostly Risk of Rain Two. Heck, not that yeah. sweet new DLC. Yeah, like some Survivors of the Void. I think is what it's called. Yep. Which adds a lot more items, a couple new characters, and a bunch of new levels. Yeah, at least two that I can think of, and a couple new bosses. Lots of items. And lots of new enemy types, actually. Well, and then you also have, like, corrupted items and corrupted enemies. Yeah. act a little different. Yeah, we played yeah, a lot of that together. The enemies get weird, creepy eyeballs. They get corrupted. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's really fun. I like this. I, I like all the DLC stuff. Uh, what would you say your favorite part of it is? Railgunner. Big fan of one of the new characters. Yeah, your new main. Basically, the new sniper. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I I really enjoy the, like, different corrupted items. I had a blast with the corrupted missiles, which basically, uh, for that one, it's like, as long as you have shield, if you do damage, you'll also launch a missile, which is pretty cool. And stack that with a bunch of stuff with the engineer, and I, I became quite a powerhouse. I was able, I, I, for one of the first times ever, beat the game without you there because you accidentally died. Usually it's the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll never forgive that wall for offering zero protection from attacks. <laughs> yeah. I ran to a little hidey hole and was like, ah, I'll be safe in here while I heal up, and then just exploded through the wall. Very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to highlight you've been playing? Uh, just a little bit of Smash Bros. A little bit of Splatoon. We also That's gave a uh, new Fortnite season a try. Oh, yeah. Including Friends. including the new Lego mode. Um, and there's also now a Guitar Hero-esque mode. I don't remember what that one's called and uh like festival or something festival and then there's like rocket racers yeah rocket racing or something <laughs> which i hear people do not like at least rocket league people do not like yeah well it's not like rocket league but it's by the rocket league team yeah but it should be like rocket league should it because isn't it yes. an arcade racer rocket league is not a racing game yeah, but you could have the same mechanics. You don't have any front flipping. You can't wave dash. It just, it has the Rocket League cars, but plays completely different. Yeah. Okay, I see. I see. Yes, I, I agree. That would be cool. If it was just regular Rocket League physics, but on a, race, uh, on a racing game. Yeah, they, it essentially just seems more simplified. And that's the vibe I get from all of the non-battle royale modes because battle royale is just the same it's always been battle royale new map new map this one has a train which um but the like rock band game and even lego fortnite just feels like too simple they're really good looking i guess 
they like the gameplay itself just doesn't feel in depth enough to me. They don't they don't seem to have much depth. So I mean maybe the the Lego survival thing seems to have a pretty good amount of depth. Yeah, but even that I was like I just was not getting into it. Maybe I need to play it with more people. Uh but when when I was giving it a try by myself, I was like this just doesn't seem that enjoyable to me. And I'm I'm I like open world survival type games. Like Minecraft is really fun. But yeah, for some reason, I just can't get into this one so much. It gives me the vibes of like, what was that? Valheim. I was like, what's that Nordic oh, game? Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of like that, but like Valheim's a lot more fun. <laughs> <laughs> but they do have the, that good old Dark Souls dodging mechanic, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I also played like 15 minutes and was like, hmm, well, this was pretty fun. I don't think I'm ever going to play it again, though. Yeah, maybe you and I should try playing it together. Maybe maybe we'd have more fun with it that way. I don't know. Do they have, do they have friendly fire? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. If yes, sign me up. Sign me up. I don't like that that's your first thought. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, let's play a game together. All good multiplayer games have friendly fire. Well, speaking of good multiplayer games with friendly fire, we also played a game, <laughs> non-Nintendo, this week, called... Lethal Company. And I gotta say, fantastic game. I had, a, I, had a, I had a lot of fun. It's one of those games where it's, it doesn't really seem like it's necessarily that good of a game. But if you have the right group of people you're playing with, it's a blast. Yeah. Like it, it's pretty simple. Part of why it's so funny is the running animation is just so janky and funny looking. I, who knows, maybe that was entirely their intent. But you just look so runny, so funny when you're just booking it from like these monsters trying to kill you. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, how, how would you describe what this game is? I mean, for, for those, because I think a lot of our audience might not have even heard of this game, you know? Uh, it's a multiplayer survival game? I think you described it as it's pretty much Pikmin, but you are the Pikmin, and things are extra scary. Yeah, that's a good way. Oh wow, I I described that so well previously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you just basically Pikmin Simulator, but in in that you are going and collecting things to bring back to your spaceship, and you have until nightfall. And I learned recently, I, we didn't know this when we were playing, but at about 5 p.m., things start getting more scary outside. And then the ship leaves automatically at midnight. So you have until then to get back to the ship. Also, we should leave before 5 p.m., like every time. <laughs> Cause yeah, I noticed every time we went outside, when it was later at night, we, uh, at least one of us would die on the way back, yeah. it seemed like. Yeah, because there's these like just scary monsters everywhere that are chasing you. And to get the stuff, you land on this planet, and then uh, which the planet looks pretty similar every time, but the facility on the planet that you actually go in to collect the stuff is kind of randomized. And it's like a dark, uh, a bunch of hallways and rooms that you're going through to find like scraps things like you can find 
random stuff like light bulbs, Rubik's cube. Uh, there's like bo- like milk bottles, Pickles. and you have to you have to collect enough stuff to meet the quota that the company has sent you to fulfill. That's that's the game. You have three days. It, it goes in three day cycles. If you don't meet your quota in three days, then you're fired. Um, but if you meet your quota, then you then you get to keep playing and the you quota get a more higher. difficult quota. <laughs> yeah. But you also have more money that you can spend on items. On items. Yeah. Better flashlights, walkie talkies. It's a it's a group like like it's definitely a team game, right? Like you have to work as a team to get there. There's someone that can monitor things from the ship and open doors remotely. Uh but it but also the best uses... part is the proximity chat. Yeah. That's, you said like the the running animation. I'd say like the thing that makes this game is the proximity chat, which they do a really good job with because the chat changes depending on what environment you're in. It'll be echoey inside these like dark corridor rooms. Um, If you're drowning, it's really garbled. Yeah, if it's drowning, you sound like you're drowning. There are monsters that jump on your head that also muffle. Yep. And. You'll just be like in these rooms and be like, hey guys, hello. And, <laughs> and no one will respond. And then no one responds. And you're like, oh, are they dead? And then you run around a little bit and you find your friend's bodies. You go, oh no, and bail. <laughs> yep. uh, no, it's, it's, it's like, it's just such a funny game while simultaneously being horrifying. <laughs> yeah. So it, it definitely plays on these horror elements, but it's not like, gory horror it's more suspenseful that makes any sense yeah it's very fun you got to have a good group but it's very fun and that's all i would say like you and i are both like completely sold on this game i think we're going to play a lot more of this with with our friend for sure um we had a blast with it we were cracking up we were dying laughing at our friend lincoln screaming death <laughs> as he as he died <laughs> so good oh yeah there's we have a clip of it up on uh my twitch channel um and that's uh twitch.tv slash andros one which everybody should check out it's good stuff happening over there yeah um so besides that i haven't really been playing much else yeah, that's the the that's that's it for me. Me and you played a lot of games together. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it's super fun. That's a super fun game. Uh, what do you say we move into the next segment of our show, Micah? Let's do it. Let's talk some Nintendo news. All right. So for this round of Nintendo news, let's start. By talking about the Game Awards. The Game Awards happen. Uh, Jeff Keighley's yearly uh, best night in gaming. Which I'd argue is the second best night in gaming. Because what about the PAL Awards, right? Of course. The PAL Awards is a a show that we host. And a special episode of our podcast we host at the end of every year. Where we do a Game Awards-esque show for Nintendo games. So that, the voting for that is live. We'll be live for the rest of this week until we record. 
this coming weekend. So make sure you <laughs> make sure you go in and vote. The link to that will be in the description of the episode. But the Game Awards by Jeff Keighley happened. And uh, there were some winners and there were some losers. <laughs> uh, so I was just going to kind of go through these. What anything you want to highlight from the from the winners or from the show in general i didn't end up even watching it i essentially know who won and then know a couple nintendo games that won nice yeah I also alan wake did pretty good i think i didn't watch it this year but i saw some of the highlights uh afterwards because at the end of the day like what Whenever I watch the show, I end up being mostly disappointed because it's super long. I think this one was two and a half hours long. It used to be even worse. I remember, I remember ones that were like three, four hours. It's like, why? Uh, and they spend more time in the advertising for upcoming games and things than they do on the actual awards themselves. And this year... Based off of everything I saw, like winner acceptance speeches, they really rushed through those. Like it was like they didn't They're get a lot of time. Had to be really short. Um, probably thanks to the Kratos voice actor last year doing like a twenty minute expert judge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was, it was like, man, it felt like it. I I watched the acceptance speech by, I don't remember the actor's name, Asterian. From Baldur's Gate 3, and he was like, I don't have a lot of time, but just want to thank so and so, da 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 da, and then he was out. <laughs> they like had the like comically long uh hook that they pull you off stage, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't that bad, but they were they were really rushing him off there. Uh, so yeah, the winner of the game awards this year was Baldur's Gate 3, a deserved win, I think. How do you feel about that? Pretty good. Yeah. I think it was between this and Tears of the Kingdom. And um, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild, one game of the year, the year it came out. I think Tears of the Kingdom doesn't break ground as much as Breath of the Wild did. So I feel like this was a, a fair ruling. I feel like Baldur's Gate was kind of the talk of the town and has an there were a bunch of people that were like, Spider-Man got robbed. I think it was nominated for nine awards and won none. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, even being nominated is an honor. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they say, like, I've never even heard of Baldur's Gate. I'm like, you guys are insane. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all are insane. <laughs> like, Spider-Man 2 vastly, vastly undersells by comparison to Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 sold like 23 million copies. Spider-Man 2 was a PlayStation exclusive. It can't sell that many copies by default. <laughs> so it's just funny how people like tend to like live in their own fandom bubble and think that that game is the best game and the only game that exists, you know? Uh... Uh, it's just kind of how it is, you know? It, you, yeah. If you're only playing one game, and that's then, of course, that's the one you're going to think is going to be game of the year. But I think if you played all of the games, 
in the Game of the Year nominations. I think most people would agree that Baldur's Gate 3 deserves it, at least. Like, it's not, it's not like, a, oh, they, they shouldn't get it. I saw one person that was like, a turn-based game winning the Game Awards? Have we gone backwards? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's really dumb. <laughs> it's like the most garbage thing I've ever heard anybody say. Just because it's a game style you don't like doesn't mean it doesn't deserve a win. Oh, man. But, anywho, I, I think this was a deserved win. Um, I personally put Tears of the Kingdom at my personal game of the year, but I think Baldur's Gate 3 was, like, either tied for that or a close second for me. Yeah. Can, uh, people are outraged about that, but let me tell you what you could actually be outraged about. Best ongoing game. Cyberpunk 2077. What the heck are we doing giving awards to games that fix themselves after being delivered in a broken state? That's not... That's not deserved. <laughs> well, they had a new DLC or something. Maybe it's mostly about that. I just don't know if I'd necessarily could say Cyberpunk was an ongoing game. <laughs> I just don't feel like it deserves any awards for what they did. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there were other games nominated in that. Oh, man, I wish I could find, like, all the nominees uh, in that category that way deserved it more than Cyberpunk. But that's just that's just my opinion. I, I feel I feel strongly that Cyberpunk doesn't deserve it. Even even though they have turned things around quite a bit. It's just like I don't think we should be giving the best ongoing award to a game that was delivered broken. Like knowingly broken beyond all get out. So bad that like they had to issue refunds. And then they went, We fixed it. Give us an award, please. We're good at development. It's like that's not. I I don't I don't know. I, that's my my opinion there. I don't think that that's deserved. Uh. Okay. Well, let's talk about some. Let's talk about some. Nintendo winners. First off, indie game. Sea of Stars won best indie. That's well deserved in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. It was. That is. That's that's great. Granted, I think it was like the only one of them I played, but it was very good. Well, at least Dave the Diver didn't win. <laughs> Jeff would have never heard the end of it. <laughs> this isn't an indie game. Uh, you've got The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom won Best Action Adventure. I think that was a good pick. And Pikmin 4 won Best Strategy Game. Let's go, Pikmin. Was there anything else that Nintendo specifically won? Those Cocoon. are the ones I Cocoon. remember hearing about. Best debut indie game, which is cool. Alan Wake 2 was made by Epic Games? I didn't know that. Is that, is that true? Interesting. I don't think that's right. <laughs> but, but anywho... Yeah, that, that's it. Oh, Super Mario Wonder won Best Family Game. Ah, oh, that's right. Which was up for Game of the Year as well. 
So I saw a video talking, giving breakdown here and saying that, uh, okay, a Talking Fish in Chess, as it was published by Epic Games, but not made by them. I will say that the Herald of Darkness music performance they did was fantastic. <laughs> That's pretty much the only thing I've seen from that game when you uh, showed me that. It uh, seems like so... a pretty wild game. <laughs> it's such a weird, weird game. But but uh, it's pretty pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I, I just have I just have complaints about the structure of the show in general. I first off, I want to say that Jeff Keighley is doing an amazing thing by putting this whole thing together and keeping it going year after year and doing like the summer game fest. Like you can tell he cares about the industry and about games. Uh but yeah, like uh, like uh, Talking Fish says in in our chat here, too long, too many ads, and a lot of these awards aren't even given out like at the award show. They're given out like in the pre-show, and they're just like rapid fire. Like this person wins, this person wins, this person wins, and it doesn't feel like an award show. It feels like a game announcements show with a couple awards sprinkled in. Yeah. And it it just makes me feel like I don't I don't I don't really like that, but who knows? <clears throat> yeah, I, I I would would people tune in if it was just a straight award show? What do you think? Uh, I think at least some people would. Yeah, who knows? I feel maybe like... I would have tuned in because it would have been much shorter. Yeah, I feel like. That would still be very successful. And you don't have to make it all about like new game announcements. Maybe you have a couple like big ones. But it's like every time they announce like a a whole bunch of stuff, you know, Kojima's gotta show up and be like, look at this new mysterious game I'm working on. And then <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. It, it's just and maybe it's maybe it's just not for me. And uh, but I I I gotta say that it is a lot of work to put something like that together. So kudos to the team behind it. And hey, hey, there was no appearance from Bill Clinton, the Orthodox rabbi, this year. So good good on them for stepping up security, <laughs> making it was essentially a success. <laughs> making that a good thing. Anything else you want to talk about with the Game Awards, or should we move on to other news? Uh, we should move on, since we've exhausted all of my knowledge about it already. <laughs> Sweet. Seth, I guess there was that... I think it was at the Game Awards, right? Christopher Judge made a little dig at a Call of Duty and himself by saying that his, his speech last year was longer than Call of Duty's uh, campaign, or Modern Warfare 3's campaign, I think it was. Oh, which God, oh, I God. thought was pretty funny, uh, pretty but a funny. lot of people did not think it was very funny. Oh man, I I actually really like Christopher Judge. Like he's he's a funny guy, and his speech was really good. It was just way way long. <laughs> yeah, and he does a good job. It's 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 so funny that he gave this like super verbose speech when his character is like, mm. boy, <laughs> boy, yes, 
<laughs> he's like super <laughs> super terse and short. It's just very funny. <laughs> a talking fish says only angry X users got mad. You mean X Twitter? <laughs> formerly the, the the letter X formerly known as Twitter. Well, let's talk about let's talk about some news. We got the official announcement of the Donkey Kong Country expansion to the Nintendo World theme park. Pretty exciting stuff. I believe that will be coming to Japan this next year. Yep, in 2024. So even Japan is getting Donkey Kong before Florida. I am very upset. <laughs> Come on, Universal Florida. Get with the program and get us our park. But you know what make you less upset? The Smash Bros. Amiibo of Sora coming out early next year. That does make me less upset. I, I think I might pick this one up, but I say that about a lot of... <laughs> a lot of things that you never do. Yeah, it is a pretty cool looking one. I, I feel like there's like... Mostly my, my... Like, I channel a lot of my excitement and hype around Smash Bros. Ultimate and the moment that Sora was announced as like the, the pinnacle of Smash Bros. hype for me and so to get that amiibo as kind of like a celebration of like look at what sakurai accomplished look at what we have where we've gotten as as a game um <clears throat> oh that's a good question we'll put that in the community corner uh so we'll come back to this question of have either of us bought amiibo um <clears throat> In sadder news, did we talk about this last time? I don't think we did. No, we didn't. This came out after. Canceled. Nintendo Live 2023 has been canceled due to threats to spectators and Nintendo staff. Uh, there's not really much known about what the threats were and the explanation for why they decided to shut it down ultimately. That's it. That's all the information that we have. Uh, there's speculation that it is specifically due to the competitive Splatoon side of things, which apparently the online space around that is pretty toxic. Can you speak to that? Do you know? I do not know. You're a Splatoon guy. But not competitive. And Frendo in chat says, that's why we cannot have nice things. Yeah, it's... It's wild that this happened and that they immediately shut it down. And this is in Japan, mind you. Um, this, unless, unless they were getting threats from, <laughs> from outside of the country. But I don't, I don't think that's the case. Uh, we do have a comment here that Micah gets toxic during Splatfest. Mm. Mm. Yeah, only when people are dumb. <laughs> Uh, oh, when people make terrible decisions that hurt everyone except the team we're supposed to be beating. So they have like the defending team and then the two attacking teams, which aren't actually on the same team. But if one of them wins, you both win. So you kind of are. So don't go way out of your way to splat the other attacking team. Preach. Preach. 
Especially when I don't kill you when I have the chance. And then you're like, well, wait a second. Now that you've turned your back on me, I'm going to shoot you in the back. You turd. <laughs> I spared your life. <laughs> and you betrayed my trust. And then I, then I go way out of my way to make them pay. <laughs> uh, I don't care about winning anymore at that point. Yeah, you're just petty. I, I, I've known exactly. you long enough. I've known you long enough. One of the things we played while you were up visiting was the Settlers of Catan, or Catan, as I like to say it. And uh, holy cow, all of us are very petty. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, nothing, nothing brings friends together like Catan and tears them apart. Maybe maybe Mario Party. <laughs> Mario yeah, Party. Yeah, Mario Party's pretty close. Uh well speaking of Mario Party, that was on the Nintendo 64, and guess what? There are some Nintendo 64 games that launched. Not Mario Party specifically, but hey, to NSO, we're getting we've gotten Harvest Moon 64, 1080 Snowboarding, and Jet Force Gemini. Um, pretty cool. I never got into 1080 snowboarding. I I tried it and was just like, ah. Eh. Uh, I do want to give Jet Force Gemini a try. I have not gotten the chance to look at that yet. I'm gonna give that one a try. Harvest Moon. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really into the like farm Animal games. Animal Crossing type of games. I like Animal Crossing. But, yeah. Harvest Moon. I I like. The peak of Harvest Moon-esque games is Stardew Valley, and I couldn't get into that. I recognize Stardew Valley as a fantastic game, but it's just, like, not for me. So, I don't know. I, I don't think I'll be into Harvest Moon 64. I don't even really care to try it. Jet Force Gemini, I do. <laughs> yeah, hit us with our next news item, Micah. I don't know what you want to talk about next. More news items? Do we have any more news items? Kind of thought that was the last one. We've got... I guess the Mario movie is nominated for the cinematic and box office, box office achievement. Ooh. And also, as Muggy Thunder puts it, a.k.a. made lots of money. <laughs> yeah, uh, Monkey Thunder also posted out on Discord that Peaches was nominated for Best Song at the Golden Globes. Obviously, it's going to win. It should. It was a fantastic song. It is a fantastic song. Uh, and then Tears of the Kingdom won Polygon's Game of the Year and IGN's Best Open World Game 2023. It's a bunch of end-of-the-year awards, and they're all like, Tears of the Kingdom! Woo, woo, woo! So, yeah. Uh, and then in not Nintendo news, well, not Nintendo specific news, <clears throat> E3 is officially over. Like, officially, officially over. E3 tweeted out, after more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last, the time has come to say goodbye. Thanks for the memories. Is that? Wait, wait, I'm just I'm just verifying here. Yep, that is by the official E3 account. So, 
moment of silence, I guess. <laughs> it would play the like. I, I, I'll admit here, I'm a little bummed. You know, I, I said this when E3 already died because it's been dead for a while. <laughs> but I, I liked E3 more than Summer Game Fest uh, at its peak. But then it just went downhill and they have not recovered. So, <clears throat> yeah. Any thoughts here, Micah? Pay your respects. Yes, yeah, so I guess I don't got much. It will Micah be can care less. I guess. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care. I do not care. Well, that's a wrap on all the news that we have to talk about. Um, and we don't have anything in the rumor mill. So the Pikmin are off this week from the rumor mill. Uh, what do you say we jump over to last week we asked you? Do it. All right. Last week we asked you, what are your favorite winter games to play? What Nintendo games are your go-to for the winter holiday season? And we didn't get a whole lot of responses to this one. Uh, but I do like these answers that we did get. This one's from Ghost over on Spotify. It says, whatever I'm currently playing, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, that's fair. Yeah, that's pretty much how I think of winter. Yeah, I... Nintendo games. It's que questions like this get asked a lot, and, and I asked it because I was curious what, what people thought. But I think for me, games are not like a seasonal thing. I don't, I don't play games around a time period. Uh, I just kind of play them as they're out and as I'm interested in them. And that doesn't really like change depending on the season. Because it's there's nothing, there's nothing tying it to seasons other than its release. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some games like make sense, like, oh, yeah, that's a summertime release type game. Like Splatoon, in my mind, is like a summertime-esque game. But you play that year-round. <laughs> there's not like, a, oh, yeah, you can only play that in the summertime when you're not in school or at work, but you still work when you work in the summer. There's no summer break for adults. Sad. you're a teacher yeah that's when you work your second job <laughs> um but ghost i appreciate your honesty man that's that's where it's at right like like just play what just play what you want to play in the time period um but i did like this answer by kakapu on on spotify as well it says we sports you play it with the family True. True. Like, yeah. I, and and on that same vein, on that same vein, a Christmas time game for us is a Jackbox Party Pack because everybody can play that game that has a smartphone, right? Like that's one that you can get Grandma and Grandpa and Uncle Billy. I don't know if we have an Uncle Billy, Uncle Ted. <laughs> uh, like you can get everybody to play, right? 
So yeah. that that's that's kind of a that that definitely is like a seasonal thing for me. But that's mostly out of necessity for not wanting to associate like talk with my family members. I'd rather play games with them instead. I said that so straight faced, and you didn't. You didn't have any response. Because <laughs> I agree one hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> I do like Wii Sports as an answer, though. So it's like like things you play together as a family. Because oftentimes you'll get together for the holidays. Do you ever play games with your family when you're all together? Mm, I feel like, like card games. I feel like I've I haven't seen your siblings play games in a long time. <laughs> Micah and I, like, we didn't grow up together, but we were, we were, like, we've lived together briefly in, in college, uh, like, roommates. I, like, basically lived at his house during high school. And so, uh, yeah, I, 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 like, never saw your older siblings all do that kind of stuff. We're like when I get when I get back together with my family, we're we play games a lot. Me and my siblings, because we're all still gamers. We're cool, unlike unlike your siblings. Just kidding. Sorry to Micah's family. <laughs> They're all awesome. They're super nice. Micah, you're not saying anything. The camera is just stuck on me because you never. <laughs> I was like, say something. Turn the camera back. I don't like looking I, at myself. No, I want, I want you to sit there with the decisions you have made. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, <clears throat> that's what we have for responses to that question. Uh, so let us know if you're if you're out there listening. And you you want to pitch into the conversation? Or is is seasonal gaming a thing for you? If not, then. Uh, <clears throat> Let us know as well. But that's not the question for next for next episode. The question for next episode is what games are you looking forward to in 2024? What's coming next year that you are super hyped for? Because I honestly feel like it's a little light in announcements as of right now. Especially for Nintendo everywhere else so <clears throat> let, let, let us know that's our question what games are you looking forward to in 2024 and micah what do you say we jump over to the next segment of our show let's talk the community corner good <laughs> all right community corner And in the community corner, we have <clears throat> the question from chat tonight by a talking fish. Have either of you ever bought an amiibo? If so, which ones? Now, I am not into the amiibo game. I never got into it. And, but I do own one amiibo. Micah, are, aren't you in the same boat? Don't you only have one? Yep. Nice. I Which technically didn't really even buy it. It was a pre-order bonus for uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate. What? That's a way cooler pre-order bonus than I got. You got an That's actual right. amiibo with it? Yep. 
hot dog. It was That's the cool. Yoshi. So you have the Yoshi amiibo. Yep. I have the Legend of Zelda. I'm like looking around because it should be somewhere over here. Yeah, I was like, I I looked for mine a little bit ago and I couldn't find it. The Legend of Zelda, it. Skyward Sword, <laughs> Zelda, and Loftwing amiibo. Why do I have that? Because it's on sale for like five dollars <laughs> at GameStop when I went when I went by there. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, most of the time, I just don't feel like they're worth the price. But I am impressed by everybody's collections of them because I think on the whole, they're really cool. I think they're cool. They're, they're cheap. Like, alternative, like, cheap decorative items, right? Because if you go for, like, a first four figures type thing, that's going to be crazy expensive or like actual figure statues these are much smaller still nice looking uh and much cheaper alternatively but i still don't really care to pay 15 25 dollars for a little a little statue but i look at them and, and i'm tempted like maybe i'll get that one and then i never yeah. do i look at them and I'm like i wish i had that but not enough to pay for it uh or steal it a talking fish in the chat here says, I have four amiibo. He has the Tears of the Kingdom Zelda, Mr. Game and Watch, and Splatoon. Splatoon 3 Inkling? Oh, oh, okay. Splatoon 3 Inkling. One, I, I was like, three Inklings? That's not four. That's, that's five. And then also the Loftwing amiibo for the same reason that I have it. <laughs> I wonder how many people did, did that. I wish that they would go on sale more often. I'd probably get them at the $5 price range. Get the Ganondorf one. Yeah. Uh, do we have any other questions in the community corner to ask? <clears throat> good. That's a good question. That is a good question. I don't think so. I think that's, I think that's all we've got. No questions this week. So with that, Micah, what do you say we move on to the final segment of the show? Unless I am missing one. <laughs> am I missing a segment? No, I'm not. Let's talk over in the PAL topic. Today's pal topic is one we've talked about doing for a, a while, and we were just looking for the right scenario that we would do this for. We are each going to draft teams and then pit those teams head-to-head -head using ChatGPT to generate a story. Uh, I, I hope that makes sense, but if it doesn't, just follow along. We'll, we'll, it, all will reveal itself as, as we go through. So here's the rules we've set. Each of us has to draft a team of five players to play dodgeball against each other. And we can only pick from a series one time. So if another player picks someone from a series, be it Super Mario, Kirby, um, Pokemon, 
Fire Zelda. Emblem, Animal uh, Crossing. If someone picks someone from that, the other person cannot, and you can't pick from that again. That will hopefully give us some variety. And, uh, yeah. So, I... Besides that, we don't really have anything here, so... Who should go first, Micah? Good question. Well, I have a coin. Whoever I have a goes, coin here. As like whoever goes, if this, well, I really struggled there. Does the second person get to go twice? No. We'll just use a coin mm. flip. Do you call one more game or time for bed? That's the coin. <laughs> time for bed, always. Time for bed. Okay. And the first person is. One more game. It's me. Wait, I thought you were supposed to call the one it doesn't land on. <laughs> you know, you're not calling the downside. All right, all right. Listen, listen. Don't you have somewhere to you, be after this? You didn't explain the why rules very well. This? Why are you? Why are you delaying this? <laughs> um, I'm opening up a a document here. So my first pick, my first instinct for a pick. I, like here's the thing is like first first pick oh, this is this is tough because i, I want to take from a series that i know you're gonna want but i also just gotta want... listen to your heart what's the best one i i think i'm gonna go with samus from metroid <gasps> i feel like that's a pick you would you would want to make it's definitely that's definitely a pick I wanted. Yeah. But as much as I like Samus, Samus is no match from Mewtwo. Ooh, Mewtwo. Okay. I mean, psychic powers is essentially cheating while playing dodgeball. Unless he's tricked. Like, oh, psychic that over there, and he's like, what? <laughs> I mean, literally, you throw a ball at him to catch him. Maybe this was a mistake. <laughs> Maybe you made a grave error. I mean, do you often beat people up in dodgeball and then throw the dodgeballs at them? Also, let's face it, in the movies, which is the real canon, no one's caught Mewtwo. <laughs> That's the real canon. <laughs> Absolutely. What a, what a bold statement. <laughs> okay, well, my next pick. So you've picked from Pokemon. I've picked from Metroid. Uh, my next pick is going to be Ike from Fire Emblem. Respect respectable. He's he's gonna give no sympathy. That's that's he, that's oh, his, he's, his ultimate he, power. He's gonna get no sympathy when he gets absolutely <laughs> spanked by Yoshi. Come on, oh, Yoshi's always throwing he, those eggs. Yoshi's a good pick. Yoshi's a good pick. Plus, I feel like he can catch things with his tongue or something. Oh, yeah, because no. the rules of dodgeball, if you catch the ball, we should have explained what the rules of dodgeball are. Uh, listen, okay. Two teams can't cross the line. You got the balls. You throw the balls at the other team. If you hit them, they're out. But if you, if the, uh, if you catch a ball that someone throws, then the person that throws it is out. Is that right? And I think when your teammates comes back. And one of your teammates comes back. So, 
That's good. I have a similar pick for my third pick here. Huh. And that is Kirby. Yeah, it's the one I wanted next. Kirby. Uh, which was mentioned in chat by Ninfrendo, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually a really good pick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ninfrendo. Who's your third pick, Micah? Gotta go with Ganondorf. Ganondorf. Got that. Powerful throw, I assume. I noticed you're just <laughs> picking like characters you like to play in Smash Bros. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's that's pretty good. Um <clears throat> I don't have a fourth pick. I have a fifth pick. I have a fifth pick. But or I don't have a fourth pick. pick. What? I don't have a fourth or a fifth pick. Can't pick from Zelda. Can't pick from Pokemon. I can't pick from Mario, right? Because Yoshi's technically part of that. Yep. This is tough. This is tough. Um. I have my fourth and my fifth pick. Oh, you do now? Yep. Man, I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, quickly looking through here. TikTok. There should be a timer. There should be a timer so that I can't like sit here and and really deliberate. You should, you should probably go with a Pikmin. That's what you should choose, probably. Or like Olimar. He's good at throwing yeah, things. Yeah, he's like way good at throwing things. Um <clears throat> I forgot what my fifth pick was. <laughs> uh, I remember it again. Okay. I am going to go with a classic Dunban Dunban oh, that, that's a rookie mistake my whole team's going to be like that's Dunban over there I wanted to pick Shulk but I'm like no we got we to gotta reach outside of the ethos of the Smash Bros roster right and who besides <laughs> yeah. Shulk Something Who like besides that. Shulk could you pick from Xenoblade? And it has to be Dunban, right? Like, he wielded the Monado even though it actually was killing him. Pretty impressive. He's got, he's got a lot of that Ike characteristic where it's just like, I'm just so strong that I don't even care that this is a two-handed sword or this is the sword of the chosen one that I'm not allowed to wield. He just does it. So I feel like he could throw a ball. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like Makes you can throw sense. a ball real good <laughs> that's that's my my pick i'm gonna go with ness I, once I again very close i was very close psychic powers plus he's so small and he's got that bat true 
you don't got to throw a dodgeball when you can hit it with a home run bat real fast. That's that that was good. All right, I got a, I got a bit of a wild card pick here, Micah. You picked Mewtwo, Yoshi, Ganondorf, Ness. But I am picking from a series that hasn't been drawn from yet for my final pick. I think it is. I pick Master Hand. Hmm. Old. Master Hand. I mean, to be fair, technically, we've already chosen, like, a bajillion characters from Smash Brothers, so... <laughs> I don't feel like that counts. They're not Smash Bros. exclusive characters. Master Hand is my final pick. What's your final pick? Respect it. Who did you think it was? First off, you're like, is it who I think it is? As I would be a Wii Fit trainer, man. Oh, yeah. I thought about it. I thought about it. But, again, <laughs> I, I was like... I'm reaching too much into the Smash Bros. roster. And then I picked Master well, I'm, Hand. <laughs> I'm getting all the Smash Bros. roster. I'm okay. going with a Little Mac. I, mean, I, so know, little, I saw Little Mac as well. Little Mac. He's got to be pick. so quick at dodging. Yeah. No one's, no one's hating him. And he's also real strong. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that we've got good rosters here. So. Kind of surprising uh, with Donkey Kong. I. I. I Again, he's just was, too big. Was my reasoning. I was on the verge of picking Donkey Kong, but I decided that Dunban was better <laughs> <laughs> for the memes, man. For the memes, I got some meme picks in here. Okay, so uh, I need to write up a, a a hypothetical scenario. Um. Can you, to, to chat GPT here, can you generate for me a hypothetical scenario in story form? We'll see what it says to that. Absolutely. Maybe short story form. <laughs> How about this? And then it actually gave me a story. Uh, wait, okay. Let's, let's stop that. Let's, let's just... <clears throat> Let's just... I also thought you were going to pull out like a pit or a palutena at some point. Again, good picks. I considered saying trying to go with the ice climbers because it's two for the price of one. <laughs> two for the price of one, huh? Okay. I want to know who would win in a dodgeball fight. Dodgeball fight. Dodgeball game. Yeah, this isn't a game fight. The scenario is two teams. One team has... List off your whole team for me, Micah. Oh, you want me to remember these things? Yes. I got Mewtwo. Yoshi. Ganondorf. Ness and a little Mac. All right. And the other team is Samus, Ike, Kirby, Dunban, and Master Hand. 
I'm going to give it instructions now. Make up a story. that tells us the winner of of this hypothetical uh dodgeball game Neo Prime says any team with Kirby auto wins yeah right Kirby's distracted so easily Plus, if Kirby eats the ball, it's like gone. So it doesn't count as catching it. it counts as cheating. Make sure to okay. tell Chat Chat GPT that. <laughs> yeah, there I, I put in there must be one there must be one team that wins, no ties. You ready? Man, a tie could have been pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It could be, but we want to we want to see who did a better draft here. Okay, let's get our hypothetical situation generated here. <sighs> here we should we do is like best of a hundred or something. Best of a hundred. It's a long story. Okay, <clears throat> are you ready for this this story to be read? I'm ready. Okay. The gymnasium was abuzz with excitement as two teams geared up for the ultimate showdown in dodgeball. On one side stood Mewtwo, Yoshi, Ganondorf, Ness, and Little Mac, their determination palpable as they eyed their opponents. Across the court, Samus, Ike, Kirby, Dunban, and Masterhand exuded confidence, ready to take on the challenge. The whistle blew, and the game began with a flurry of swift throws and nimble dodges. Mewtwo's psychic abilities proved formidable, effortlessly catching and redirecting the opponent's throws. Yeah, wait, wait a second. Pause. <laughs> How'd that work? Are all of his... Do those count as catches? They should. Absolutely. Should they? They're psychic. No, I mean, he all, he has, touch all he has to do is bring them to his hands afterwards, though, and it's a catch. If, yeah, if Mewtwo isn't a total idiot, it's a win. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. I'm waiting for a butt. But then he <laughs> rolled his ankle... Lifelong, long <laughs> but injury. Then he dies. He's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. So effortlessly catching and redirecting opponents' throws. Yoshi, with incredible agility, danced around incoming balls, dodging with finesse. Ganondorf's sheer strength and precision added a powerful edge to their team's throws. On the opposing side, Samus showcased her incredible reflexes, using her suit's technology to predict and evade incoming attacks. Ike's strategic prowess and agility made him a challenging target, and Kirby's ability agility. to morph... What? Agility? Ike's, like, crazy slow. No, he's not. What about that side B? He's, he's fast. Mm. Yeah, he's he has to stand quick. there for a few seconds. <laughs> he's quick when he wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> he's only slow for show. <laughs> hmm. uh, plus, he fights for his friends. I don't know if we yeah, need to But he doesn't him. know any of these people he's playing with. They're not friends. Okay. Uh, they're... Uh, Kirby's ability to morph and adapt proved to be a wild card. Dunban's agility and speed were unmatched, making him a slippery target, while Masterhand's massive Mash. size... What, what are you talking about? Little Mac obviously has better agility. <laughs> while Masterhand's massive size provided a daunting defense... 
<laughs> That's not a good thing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. As he just after he got hit, he slowly moved off, blocking other shots. Maybe he just catches them though. Like mm. he's got to be really good at catching. Like the ball is is like really little. Like it's like catching know. a grain of sand that someone throws at you. I feel like that's hard. <laughs> I feel like you can't prove he didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as the game progressed, both teams displayed exceptional skill and coordination. However, it was teamwork. It was the teamwork and synchronization of Mewtwo, Yoshi, and Gandorf, and Ness, and Little Mac that began to turn the tide. Their telepathic communication, combined with their individual strengths, allowed them to outmaneuver their opponents. Despite the valiant efforts of Samus, Ike, Kirby, Dunban, and Masterhand, the relentlessly the relentless accuracy and teamwork of Mewtwo's team began to wear them down. Ness's psychic shield protected his team from incoming projectiles, while Little Mac's lightning-fast reflexes and precise throws eliminated opponents one by one. In a breathtaking final moment, Ganondorf and Mewtwo executed a perfectly coordinated maneuver, combining psychic energy with raw power, eliminating the last opponents standing on the other side. The gymnasium erupted into cheers as Mewtwo, Yoshi, Gandorf, Ness, and Little Mac celebrated their hard-fought victory. Both teams had fought with incredible skill and determination, but in the end, it was the exceptional teamwork and combined abilities of Mewtwo's team that secured their triumph in the legendary dodgeball match. <laughs> Neo Prime was... Yeah, boom. get wrecked. Get wrecked. <laughs> Kirby did nothing. Um... I for I completely forgot about telepathic communication, and that would be extremely helpful. So I I that does turn the tide. I didn't have anybody that could do that on my team. Plus, just the straight psychic powers, being able to stop balls being thrown and whatnot. Yeah, I feel like it's almost cheating, but not. But we didn't put any rules to that. So there you go. There you have it, and that is where we're going to close the pal topic. And also, that's the end of the episode. Huh. Who'd have thought? <laughs> a win's a win, Micah. Congratulations to Thank you. Thank uh, you. you you, and your drafted team. We will have to do this again. Hey, out there, if you have ideas for different scenarios you would like us to do draft and AI battles for, let us know. Hit us up in the comments. Hit us up um, in the replies. And hit us up on Discord. Links to all of our social media and stuff is in the description of the episode. Speaking of, Micah, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitch, at Micah Prime. And you can find me gallivanting about over on twitch.tv slash andros1 and youtube.com slash andros1. Huge thanks to Roger Pollard for the intro music and for our logo. If you want to check out more of his work, links to his website are in the description of the episode. And we got to give a final shout out and thank you to our Patreon pals. Thank you so much for the support you give us over on Patreon. Uh, if you want to join the Patreon pals and get early access to our episodes and the exclusive show, uh, Nintendo Pals Plus, you can do that by checking out patreon.com slash Nintendo Pals. In addition to all those things, you get a shout out at the end of the episode from us in the form of the Patreon Pokey Rap, which we close every episode with, and we will close this episode with right now. We gotta wrap some Patreon. You just do the scene. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. We want to be the best that ever was. And shout out about 
Bye-bye.